Hey guys, you are listening to Let's Pause with Nui and your girl Lola. So we're going to be talking about all things love, life, right through to entrepreneurship and popular culture. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Let's Pause. How are you doing, Lola? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How's everyone doing today? All around the world, hope you're safe and well and, you know, bring is here, life is good. We can't complain, yeah. All's good, man, yeah. What's been happening? Yeah, we can't complain. Do you know, I've got a nice um, spa weekend coming up, so I'm really looking forward to that, yeah. Looking forward to, you know, just like me time, self-care, getting a really good massage and, you know, just like refresh, like just, you know, reflecting and just... <laughs> yeah and rejuvenate that's the word exactly rejuvenate so I'm excited about that that's nice that's honest. Lovely. yeah you got any plans coming up or? nope no plans nope. no plans nope right now I ain't got no plans but I need to start planning you know <laughs> yeah exactly get those plans in but we've got mm. a good one today haven't we we yes, are we being joined by um Chioma she is a mother of two boys who are 17 and 10 years old she is a award-winning and Forbes-featured youth practitioner with over 10 years of experience of supporting young people and their families. And in addition to that, she's an educator, a well-being practitioner, and she, you know, with a real emphasis on promoting positive mental health for the whole family. She's a mentor, a speaker, a coach a former school governor, a trustee of Girls Brigade Ministries. And in addition to that, she's a youth mental health first aider. Oh my God, Chioma, you you just, you're doing it all. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. Well, when I hear that, I was like, is that me? You're (laughs) You know, everyone says that whenever we bring it, any guest that comes on the show, we share their body, they're like, is that me? Is that me you're talking about? accomplished yeah no. <laughs> it's a pleasure got... to be here tonight so yeah oh thank you thank you for joining us but what's uh what we're going to be discussing with Chioma today Lola yeah so you know we're going to talk about this I think this is a topic that needs to be really really addressed you know we really need to pay attention to it because it, I think there's a lot of emotions um you know around this topic um both you know across literally I think global really um how you know what young men um how we are raising our young men today because obviously the world we're living in is a completely brand new world I'd like to call it um so yes the topic today we you know is is about raising boys in the 21st century so obviously Choma you know you've got um two young men um that you're currently raising and um you know you're obviously a, experience when it comes to youth development and etc so you know it would be great if you could share with us with our audience you know you know what would you say you know it, it just like there's just in general how would you say what would how or would you say we are doing when it comes to raising our young men today oh wow that's a loaded question, <laughs> that's a really loaded question. but I think it, it you know, as a mom of two boys, as you mentioned, 17 and 10, raising boys is not a walking apart. I mean, raising children in the 21st century mm. is not a walking apart, full stop. And I think equally so raising boys, because I think there's a lot out there around, uh, you know, ma- toxic masculinity, you know, all, mm. and, and then even the stuff that we've grown up with as well, like boys don't cry. You know, some of these mm. things are really, really unhelpful, actually. You know, or even things like, I mean, I say to my boys and one of the things, and I remember one of them saying to me, um, I say to them, I said, one, 
you've got to respect women. You've got to treat women well. Um, mm. I said, secondly, you've got to really communicate. And one of the things I'm teaching is about speaking out because they say boys don't really like to talk. And when they become teenagers, it's even worse. You know, they want to grunt and play video games. And so really just raising them to grow up as responsible citizens of the world. I always say to them that if I, I'm doing a disservice to your future spouses or your future self, mm. if I don't teach you this skill. So things like doing chores and, you know, helping around the house, cooking, cleaning. Because I said, uh, I'll be doing a disservice to you and to your future if I don't teach you those skills. So I think really there's a lot out there about the way boys should be raised. And we see some of that with some of our young men quite angry, mm. you know, quite bitter. And it's about mm. teaching them to express their emotions. Boys, I always say they're full of testosterone, you know, they, they Mm. got loads of it but it's about channeling that testosterone you know when you look at child development you see that actually they say boys develop slower than girls but there comes a point where they catch up you know they say girls are much more mature but they get to a point that the boys do catch up and then in some cases you see them in leadership and in positions of authority so I think really in those early stages, really teaching them to, you know, to speak out, express themselves rather than lash out, you know, giving them mm. space to, mm. to be themselves. And some of it goes against what we were taught because, you know, some of us were raised, their children were seen and not heard. So, you know, you, you, know, yeah. you, you don't have an opinion. You don't, it doesn't count. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> but actually, if we don't teach them how to express themselves at home, how can they go out and be able to express themselves? How can they stand mm. up for themselves? You know, it's about us teaching them in the home first of all you know creating boundaries I mean children push boundaries but I say sometimes boys push it even more you know mm. boys push the boundaries even more um so really creating those boundaries so that and boundaries actually keep children safe so boundaries are for their protection you know it's a bit like if you say to a child don't go touch the fire if they do you've told them they're mm. going to feel the pain you yeah. know some of my Jamaican friends will say, if you don't, if you don't hear, you feel. So, yeah. you know, and mm. I think it's, it's really that whole thing that we teach them the boundaries, we speak to them about it. And they've got to, you know, learn the consequences as well. Mm. But also in teaching them boundaries, we're showing them safe places. We're giving them a safe space. Mm. And I always say children will be themselves somewhere. It's either we allow them to be themselves at home or out in the schools and out with their friends. And for me, I'd rather my children with themselves at home. So I can say, yes, I know my child. Mm. If someone comes saying about a behavior, something, I'll be like, yeah, that's my child. Yeah. But if they're not mm. themselves, then you hear of this behavior and you just think, gosh, who are they that's talking about? You know, that's <laughs> yeah, not my child. That's, that's true. not my child. You know, because you've not taken the time to get to know. So I really say, parents, you learn about your child. Find out what makes them tick. What are they passionate about? You know, and then you know, work with them in nurturing those those um, talents that they might have, those gifts things. But also knowing their learning styles. You know, how do they like to learn? I mean, my my younger one, he absolutely loves. And I find this about boys a lot because for uh, one period of my life, I was running a youth club, and actually, it was all boys that used to come. And I used to think, what do I have to offer this boy? I used to think, gosh, like I've got boys at home. This youth club is all boys. What's going on? <laughs> I want to get away from them. But I realized that they loved having a safe place to be, but also somewhere that they could get hands on and do because boys really love mm. what they call mm. in, in education circles like kinesthetic learners. So they like to do. They don't, you know, you can tell them, but when you show them, mm. they it's it's not not and I'm not generalizing, but I find a lot of boys. <laughs> 
really love to get hands on and do so they love the lego for the younger ones they love the mm. bricks they can build mm. things they can do they can run around they can use their bodies and really explore and learn about the world mm. um, so just a few things yeah what i find interesting um you know when you think about the young boys that we that are, that are being raised in this current generation is that they they whether i think whether it's um confidence or whether it's disregard I don't know which what words to use what, what's the right word for it but they, there's a there's a level of you know I'm my own I can do I can do that kind of and I don't remember seeing that as a young person you know during you know in the 20, we, obviously we're 20th century babies <laughs> you know we were raised in you know so I've I, I've never seen that before you know um, I don't remember seeing it with my brother or you know any or guys that I know or cousins you know that you know I've spent time growing up with but that's the, that's how these young boys are why is, would you say do you know reason why <laughs> I know it's a crazy question to ask but you know what would you say is your you know what's your thoughts around that I think they've a lot of them have grown up I think some a lot of us we grew up in like a close-knit community mm. where you know there were people that knew us or would look out for us yeah, you know whereas I feel that a lot of the young men are growing up and that's why I really say it takes a village to raise children and we've got to mm. teach them and I and I even say this to the boys a lot that there's so many other people that care for them other than just me or their dad mm. they've got a whole mm. community but when mm. you're growing up and I think in this it's so easy in this moment in time with social media where I'm I'm my own person. I don't mm. need help. I don't need anybody else. I can do battle by myself, so to speak. Yeah, you know, be myself and I. But, yeah, be myself and I. So, but again, it's that sort of egocentric world of teenagers in many ways. Mm. And because if they've grown up and they've not had that family around, because some people, are, you know, uh, migrants or living here and might not have family around them mm. or might not have a community, so they might really feel like actually it's just me in this community. And so they have that sense, it's just me, you know, no one, because I know growing up, if they were, if someone could, you know, some auntie or uncle saw me doing something, I'd get in trouble. You, get in trouble. you know, whereas they, they, yeah. they're no cons, they don't, no one really mm. sees them or knows them in that way. So I think, and I think in this generation, we really do have that whole um, silo community, silo mindset where it's just me, mm. you know. And that was something I found with the boys at the youth club that I was in. I ran. They knew there was a safe place, that it was another adult that loved them, that cared for them. Yeah. That would offer them advice, you know. Um, yeah, and and what I feel as well is that because a lot of these youth spaces have literally, you know, a lot of the youth clubs have gone. So a lot of young boys don't have anywhere to hang out anymore or, 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 or ex, you know, express their emotions or just let themselves be themselves, you know. Mm. So then, so obviously that is, I do feel, I do feel that is a challenge for them. And of course it may potentially affect them as they're growing up because they've not had that community, you know, interaction and relationship because it wasn't there. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah. think is we've definitely seen a, an increase in crime as a result of it because they don't have. Would you say, them. would you say crime is worse than now then? Sorry, I'm not, I'm, I should you're not. <laughs> We may not have the stats for this, so we might just be speculating here. But would we say that crime has gone up now than it was 
then? Because I would think it was reduced. No, I don't know. I, think I thought it would have gone up. Really? So do you think yeah. it's, I think it's gone up. I think it's mm. definitely gone up. Mm. And I think that there's an increase in things like antisocial behavior. Mm. Um, there's an increase in things like knife crime. Mm. Yeah, that's you know, true, actually. Like, no, you're right. You know, and it's not just um, London because yeah, for a long time, it was just London. It's all over the UK. Yeah. And I think that, you know, not having those safe spaces, but even people that can get alongside this young and give them opportunities. I mean, today was the Prince Philip's um, sort of remembrance um, memorial service. And oh, was it? Yeah, I, I did <laughs> this evening, to be fair. But I saw this young girl. She was sharing about how the Duke of Edinburgh awards that she had gotten bronze, silver, gold. And I don't know if you know, but a lot of schools yeah. use it. Oh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And young people get awards. And it's, it allows them to go explore the countryside wow. and expeditions and you know win awards but get that sense of belief in themselves as well through undertaking some of these difficult things and working together as a camping stuff like that and mm. so I think taking these things away have really meant that we are really doing a disservice to our young people and we're not giving them an outlet to express themselves to be themselves so they get it all bottled up and before you know it leads to you know because yeah. they don't have a safe space to express themselves and be themselves mm. but also people that they know love and support them and can develop them because those things actually help children develop like emotionally socially you know mentally as well but also it's teaching them life skills and things for the future Mm, definitely definitely I think a lot of the I think the children and boys like you know they tend to be a lot um I don't know maybe it's just my own observation a lot you know angry like angry with the world angry with where that you know who they are in society and I think sometimes especially for I think the young black boys as well like you know it's almost like they go to school and depending on what school you go to you know the bar and the expectation is set you know quite low Mm -hmm. um you know it's just they see you know obviously low achievement and And um, I just feel like there's just a lot of anger, a lot of unrest with a lot of these young, young boys. And and that's why sometimes, you know, they will, they want to belong. They just want to belong somewhere. And that's why sometimes, you know, they'll go and join these gangs, not because they even want the gang life, but it's this belonging, this sense of, I want to be part of something. Would you say that that's true? Like just... Yeah, angry. Yeah, Mm. you hit the nail on the head. I mean, like I mentioned, and I'll keep going back to this group of young boys that I worked with. Mm. Um, What was really interesting with those boys is I actually did a piece of research on them because I I noticed that they were really struggling at school. A little bit of what you said about them, you know, schools not having high expectations of them, sadly. Mm. And actually, these boys were a range of nationalities, Mm. but I noticed that they were really, really struggling. So they transitioned from primary to secondary school and they're really struggling. They we're not engaging in school. And this is where I realized that because school is very much, I say sometimes the education system is not suited to boys because boys don't want to sit down for hours and learn by road. They want to do, they want to get their hands dirty. They want to do the science experiment. They want to do cooking. They want to explore science and investigate and come to terms. But also when you have, um, when you have a system that is not set up for some of these young men, mm. The system set up to fail them. And, I, and, and I'll give an example. My son, I had to take him out of a school because I was like, those schools, that school did not have high expectation. It was a school that had, I probably say, 
80% of black boys. Mm. And it was a school that really sadly, the teachers didn't have high expectations of the boys. So in the end, I had to make a difficult decision, which was to take my son out of it. Because I said, those teachers are not expecting you guys to do well at all. They're thinking of you guys as criminals, as, you know, you know, and it's so sad, but, and I'm not saying all the teachers were like that, but there were teachers that really had low expectation of those boys. And the boys will play up. It's a bit like the story mm. of the goldfish, you know, depending on how high you expect them to go is how high they will go unless they have maybe people at home parents or people alongside them supporting encouraging them they only rise as high as those teachers expectation and so Mm. I made that decision at the start of year 10 to remove my son because I just thought you're not going to get the grades here staying here because you and and actually what was happening I remember going to parents evening one of the teachers said oh you might think I'm it was an English teacher she said you might think I'm a really bad English teacher but your son reads too much so I was like since because my boys love reading like since when was the child (laughs) getting in trouble for reading but, mm, but but then I said I, yeah that know? is insane I know yeah but yeah. I was like but I said actually so I said to him I said hang on a minute why were you reading in class because I realized that was what the, the teacher was complaining about he said mom the children basically mess about in class the teacher can't basically could not she she couldn't control her class those mm. children were messing about so he thought rather than getting involved he's just going to read so rather than her dealing with herself and her lack of behavior management she decides to take it up that this child reads too much in class and it was then I realized and that was one of the reasons I had to move him because he'll come back every day and you still say what did you do he'll be like oh we spent how was PE we spent the period lining up so imagine in year nine children are still being taught to line up so those teachers couldn't control those children and this school was what 80 percent black yeah so then that's then it goes to show there's obviously more at play <laughs> yeah and, and that's why know. i had to take him out yeah that's why I had to take him out because i was like this school is not serving you and it was hard because i was like he's about to go into year 10 but mm. I, I was like if i don't move him right now yeah he's not going to get the grades for GCSE but also he had always said mom i want to go to some grammar sick forms and i was like you're not going to get the grades if you stay here mm. So I made that difficult decision. It took a whole year of ooming and ahhing and trying to, and actually even with the school, I was like, what can I do here? So I decided to bring some positive black male role models to come and talk to the boys. But I realized that the issue was far deeper than that. Yeah. That a yeah. few sessions with this positive black role models will not really make a big difference. That mm. there was a systemic issue that was really going yeah. on there. Mm. And so I made that decision. I was like, for his sake, and actually he was in agreement with me because again, to be able to move him at the beginning of year 10 mm. I couldn't have done it without his consent yeah, but he yeah. was happy because he knew yeah that if he stayed there it was not going to serve him so I think those things can and and I think when some of our young men see things like racism as well mm-hmm. and if they don't have any positive no role models and I think that will be one big thing I always say find people even if they're no, there's no dad find a positive male role model an uncle mm. a big brother who can get alongside the young man to teach them how to be a man because as a woman there's only so much we can Same. do yeah you know mm. there's only so much we can do and we don't get it I mean I was like I don't know about shaving I can't <laughs> help you I don't know. <laughs> you know so you know so I think even those simple things just really finding men around but yeah. also make sure that they're men that are responsible because again we hear stories of you know, children being groomed to exactly. join. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it really is important that you do your due diligence in finding yeah. that positive male role model. It's not someone that will groom your child and get them caught up in mm. some reality. 
or even in some cases sexual abuse you know we've heard of mm. boys being sexually yeah. abused as well so really doing our due diligence in terms of finding that support but parenting is hard raising boys is hard but find people find mm. a tribe find a village that can get alongside you as a parent in raising those young black boys and our young black boys are amazing they're talented they're gifted absolutely they just need yeah. to be in a be, be in situations where they can thrive and flourish mm. and i'm so thankful mm. i did that for my son because he ended up like in new school he ended up in mm-hmm. ended up doing really well getting good grades and he ended up in the sick form that he really wanted to go to which he there was no way and actually he said to me a lot of the boys that stayed on at that school one of his best friends he was like he did not get the grades to go to sick form wow. so in the end wow. his parents had to put him in there um, private sick form because he just the school was not serving him mm. wasn't serving a lot of the boys yeah. you know and that's yeah. why I really encourage parents to get involved get to mm. know your child yeah get to go to parents evening I mean sometimes mm. what even doing things like that those teachers will say that you care enough about your child to be involved in coming to their parents evening get involved advocate for your children you know I've had to advocate for my boys many many times and sometimes mm. you can be seen as that difficult parent but yeah if you get involved Mm. then you can see any any signs and changes and because with my older son I knew the level he was working at so when I started to see some output I was like this is not what you're you're way far more capable of doing more than what you're producing at the moment mm. Mm. yeah now that's you you've, the strategies obviously that you've you know implemented in you know raising your boys it's it's it is really it's, it's excellent and I just hope you know obviously our listeners and like they're just really important you know building a safe space just you know the things that you said build, allowing your children to you know just to be free to be able mm. to also and you're right advocating for 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 the you know your children your boys and even just all children boys and girls you know because we have to be the voice that they, they potentially do, do not have yeah, you know absolutely. when when you're young yeah um, absolutely. absolutely I absolutely. just think it is it is strange times isn't it from when and we you know we're growing it's up different it's a different ball game it's a brand new world i call it <laughs> yeah. because the factors that are at play in the world now yeah. never existed mm. when we were growing up yeah. so sometimes when i because now i i look at it we, i look at it at you know raising kids with compassion now because i understand mm. that it's not the same it's different no. so i can't look at i can't do things that i would have done um now because there's so many things that's going on that I don't even understand social media I don't get it I don't understand the addiction to it because I'm not addicted to it but I can stand if I was a 12 year old you know now I would be addicted to it you know because it has that kind of um attraction you know Mm. Uh, but you can imagine yelling at a 12 year old that's spending all day on their phone or on on the computer staring at you know Instagram or whatever platform TikTok I won't get it, you know, yeah. but from their perspective, they, you know, but we don't understand because yeah. it was, it's not our world. No, so. no. And I think, and I think also the teenage brain, you know, the, the, the scientific side of it says that it takes actually the teenage brain is not developed till 21. Mm. Wow. So yeah, the amygdala. And that's why it's important that sometimes young people act like they don't need their parents but I say to parents they need mm. you now even more than before because mm, yes. sometimes we feel like the moment they go to secondary school they're big people they're big boys mm. we don't need they don't need us but mm. they need us even more because mm. their friends and society will tell them something else if we don't tell them exactly. so I say to parents spend that time have regular dinner times you know and this is something that really with the boys I really made sure that we spent regular dinner times like 
every evening if mm-hmm. possible if you know every evening then three out of you know four out of seven evenings mm-hmm. you spend that quality time mm-hmm. together at the table how was your day what made you smile today you know what went well what didn't go so well and everyone just takes turns sharing mm-hmm. because then you yeah. find things out the other time as well that they talk with the boys i find not not just boys but some bedtime when you're like it's time for bed mom you know this person <laughs> <laughs> but if you haven't got that time to even put them to bed or read them a story and that was something I did a lot with the boys like mm. from the time they were babies we read lots and so they both grew up loving reading mm. and it helps with their vocabulary it helps them to make sense of the world it helps with their communication skills as well but at that bedtime all those things will come out. Mm. But if you're too busy, you know, and I, and I know we're busy, but even if mm. we can be intentional and say, okay, half an hour before bed, we're going to just spend reading. We all have half an hour, mm. you know, for bedtime story, just talking. Things yeah. will come out. Mm. Then you can help them. Things that maybe happen at school, we can help them process. We, they can tell us. But if we're too yeah. busy all the mm. time, we're then nice. we'll miss out on those moments. And before you know they grow. And I mean, I look at mine, he's now six foot, gosh. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, and they don't need like he's 17, he'll be 18 next year. He's now looking at next steps, but then they don't need mm-hmm. us that much at yeah. that age. They still need us, yeah. but in a different yeah. way. You yeah. know, so I really say to parents, like, take the time with your children, get to know them. And I always say this as well. Some men agree with me, some disagree. That men are and boys are sensitive. They're more sensitive than we give them credit for. Mm. But if we help them to express their emotions, help them to teach them to be emotionally intelligent and understand what's going on, why are they reacting that way? Why are they angry? Mm. What's causing the anger? Because yeah. the anger can be trauma. It can be things like abandonment. It might be rejection. It might be, you know, I always say children have a sense of fairness and unfairness as well. Something's mm. happened that is deeply unfair. I mean, teenagers will tell you that, but that's not fair. so some of those things can and i and i really say to us as parents to work through our own traumas as well so that we don't pass into our children you know because if we don't work through our own traumas we end up inherently passing on to our children you know so i really really encourage us as parents to do the work on ourselves find out what our parenting styles you know we can't do the children are seen and not heard we've got to get involved interact with them you know support them let them do exercise boys definitely need lots of exercise you know if if possible even things like music because it again it helps a certain part of their brain um and give them opportunity at the family table to talk to discuss to let them have opinions because if if we don't let them have opinions at home and sometimes we might hate it because we're like you have too much to say but (laughs) they can learn to advocate for themselves outside because we're teaching them to communicate at home yeah you know, and teaching them about their emotions. Emotional intelligence is really key. You know, why do they feel the way they feel? You know, even that sense of fairness, mom, you, you're not being fair. They will tell you, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know, and you can talk to them and say, okay, that was unfair what your brother did and you hitting him is not, you know, and just really helping them to, to manage their emotions mm-hmm. um, are some of the, the tips as well that I've shared. That's excellent. Fantastic. That's great. You know, what you've shared, um, Chiam, was just brilliant stuff. I think, you know, a lot of us, um, you know, um, raising boys, raising girls, um, you know, the challenges are the same. Well, not the same. (laughs) I think boys and girls are two different species, um, as you know. But yeah, but I think that, you know, 
yeah i think we do need to use wisdom when we're raising our boys this in this generation because mm. the 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 factors um the the the, the things that's going on around, go what's well, surrounding them now is are not unusual well they are unusual um so yeah i think this is great 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 strategies great tips that you shared that our listeners will definitely benefit from thank you so much you're welcome welcome. thank you thank you thank you for having me it's been a pleasure to share but I just want to say to all parents as well you're doing a great job I think keep on learning keep on growing and you know speak to your young people your children talk to them Mm. because they're smarter than we give them credit for they're smart (laughs) (laughs) okay so thank you so much guys for listening and joining us today um hope you have um, enjoyed today's session about how we can you know raise our young men um to adapt into this into you know blossom into great wonderful adults um in this 21st century that we're living in and you know join us like us subscribe onto all our platforms um thank you so much ciao